Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. I am, as always, Jerry Brooks, your host, the baby-faced assassin of conservatism, fighting for freedom, free speech, freedom of thought, and every other freedom our great Constitution provides for us. Uh, Also get to be your tour guide through the alternate universe which is joe biden's america and boy oh boy oh boy today is an amazing day but i just before we get into the heart of all the fun things that have been going on over the last uh, 24 hours or so i do have to offer an apology to everybody uh before uh, yesterday, before uh, we were set to go live and record, our beautiful studio here in North Central Florida got hit with a thunderstorm and with it a power outage. So, uh, not having really any power to do much of anything with it, um, we just I, I just had to decide... Uh, no show no show yesterday which was flag day as well as president trump's birthday so that was rather apropos so i do have to apologize for that but today we are back we are at full strength and boy oh boy oh boy last night president trump had himself one terrific night that is for certain He didn't get a clean sweep, but boy, he got the vast majority of the candidates that he had endorsed in the four primaries that happened last night. Uh, Maine, North Dakota, Nevada, and South Carolina. And also there was a special election down in Texas in the 34th Congressional District, and I will definitely get into that one because history was definitely made last night down there in South Texas. But getting into uh, last night, certainly President Trump, like I said, had himself a pretty good night. Uh, So let's start in one of the premier races, which was in Nevada. Now, Trump endorsed candidate Adam Laxalt going for the Senate seat currently held by uh, Cortez Masto, uh, had himself a pretty darn good night. Uh, He won the Republican U.S. Senate primary by over 20 points, which was pretty amazing. He uh, got 56% of the vote. Uh, Adam Laxalt is the grandfather of Senator Paul Laxalt, so the Laxalt name is a very well-known name in the state of Nevada, and having met uh, the former Attorney General Laxalt was uh, quite the experience when I lived in Reno, uh, northern Nevada, Lake Tahoe area. So certainly that was a big one, a big, big win 
for uh, Adam Laxalt and a big one for President Trump. Now, unfortunately, in South Carolina, oh, I'm sorry, I almost forgot. Trump endorsed candidate for Secretary of State Jim Marchant won his primary with a good healthy dose of votes. So yes, that was pretty amazing uh, that he had won as well. Uh, and he was a MAGA candidate. Now, the thing that really blew my mind was the governor's race. Now, certainly Steve Sisolak, the incumbent, won his primary quite easily, but with the Republicans, it was pretty wild. There were some, oh gosh, some what, 15 candidates, I believe? And out of that, Joe Lombardo, uh, the former police chief down in Las Vegas, uh, who was endorsed by Trump, which is a bit of a surprise to me, but he won with an amazing 36% of the vote. And which was interesting because who came in second was a former boxer and he's an attorney in Reno, uh, Joey Gilbert. And I found that really interesting. I had uh, seen Mr. Gilbert numerous times. I, I, unfortunately, I didn't meet him when I was living in Reno, but it was rather interesting how that turned about because uh, Joey Gilbert certainly had good, from what I thought were good relations with the Trump family. Certainly Don Jr. Uh, was one of them for sure, but uh, that, that one was a little bit of a surprise. But even though Lombardo didn't get 50% of the vote, uh, but Nevada isn't going to have a runoff between the first and the second place finishers. So that's one difference uh, that Nevada has over an awful lot of states. Uh, in South Carolina, just switching over there. Now, it was pretty interesting. Now, of course, one of the big marquee races uh, in South Carolina was South Carolina uh, District one, Congressional District 1, where Nancy Mace... Uh, something of a uh, never-Trumper. She was one of the 10 Republicans who voted for impeachment uh, of President Trump, which is not exactly, uh, didn't make her a whole lot of fun or that popular, but apparently she held on to enough of, of, the pres of President Trump's policies where she did win her Republican primary against Katie Arrington, and Nancy Mace won with 53% of the vote. So there will be no runoff. So that was rather interesting, but the beauty, the beauty of the night had to have been in South Carolina District 7th Congressional. That was pretty darn amazing. Uh, the Trump-endorsed candidate, Russell Fry, who was running against uh, and targeted by Trump, uh, Congressman Tom Rice, who not only voted for Trump, uh, he also kept attacking Trump, somehow uh, saying, you know, well, you just need to apologize. And I was like, uh, no, 
Sorry, ain't gonna happen. So yeah, it was pretty rough, but Russell Fry won the race. He won in South Carolina's seventh district. And oh boy, that sent some kind some shock waves around the media. All of a sudden, here's uh, here's Trump in Nevada. Uh, won the his his candidates that he endorsed won the U.S. Senate primary, the Secretary of State primary, and the gubernatorial primary. And in South Carolina, same thing. Uh, for the exception of Katie Arrington uh, in uh, District 1, but Russell Fry won, uh, Henry McMaster, uh, the uh, current governor, uh, Trump endorsed him for re-election, and he easily won his primary. But here we go, folks. <laughs> here is the story of the night. In Texas, the 34th Congressional District, a very, very, very Democrat stronghold. And it was a special election to... Uh, filled the seat. Now, Myra Flores. <laughs> oh my goodness! This beautiful young woman. Beautiful young woman. The district is eighty-five plus percent Hispanic. It's amazing, but yet it was still a Democrat stronghold for over a century. Over a century, it was, I mean, they voted for Hillary Clinton, they voted for Biden, uh, but in the case of Biden, it wasn't that big of a win in that district, but now, given the situation on the southern border, given the situation that you have Hispanics everywhere, not just in South Texas, but a lot, and not even just in the Southwest, in New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada. No, Hispanics everywhere. They're pissed. They are absolutely 50 shades of pissed. I know, sorry for the rough language, but I don't know how else to really put it. They're not just angry. They're not just frustrated. They are just beyond that. And yet, after 100 years of this particular seat being in Democrat control, Myra Flores, Republican, the, has made history. She is Mexican, the first Mexican-born uh, woman to serve in Congress. She, is the, uh, she came to this country legally as a child, became a U.S. citizen, she did it the right way. She is the wife of a border patrol agent. So this is a lady who understands illegal immigration like you wouldn't believe because she's married to it <laughs> in, a, in more ways than one. But now, here she is. She pulls off darn near, the darn near impossible. I mean, 100 years, Democrats have held that seat. Now, I like to think of this 
as M Mrs. Flores now has won the seat. Now, of course, this is only going to be for about five months. She's going to have to uh, go through it again uh, come November because it, it was a special election. But I'll tell you what, if this is a harbinger of what's going to happen in November, the Democrats are going to get themselves one really, really, really ugly lesson. You have taken Hispanics for granted. You've taken black Americans for granted. And now you're hemorrhaging support like crazy. Not mid to kind of upper 20s national support and approval for Biden. I mean, that's that's crazy. Now, what's even crazier is younger voters, usually un under the age of 30, in a recent poll, 22% approval. I mean, holy cow. And, <laughs> and if you think that was bad, among independents, Biden and Democrats aren't even breaking 20%. That, to me, says... It's not just going to be a red wave. It's going to be a butt kicking. And the Democrats need to be beaten like a government mule, which is kind of funny given the symbol of the party. Oh, yeah. They, they're, they're, they are definitely going to get beat and beat good. And they need to be because they are. I've never seen in almost 30 years of being in the political world or 25 years in media, I have not seen this level of arrogance. I mean, even from Republicans when they were running the show. But holy cow, folks, how can you take... I, I'm still can't really wrap my brain around how do you take a country with an economy that was the envy of the world we took on China. We were respected in Europe. They might not have liked Trump, but they sure respected him. And now here's Biden next month going to Saudi Arabia, hat in hand, asking the Saudis for oil when he called them a pariah. Oh, man, how... I guarantee you, when... Trump visited Saudi Arabia. They treated him like a rock star. They knew what they were getting. A leader. They weren't going to take, he wasn't going to take any crap at all. They didn't even make the absolutely stunning Melania even wear a hijab, a headscarf, traditional for for Muslim women. They didn't even do that. Which was like, man, I'll tell you, but I'll bet you if Jill, if Jill Biden's going on this trip, oh yeah, she'll probably wear it. You know, we don't want to offend. It's like, uh-uh. President Trump said, nope, you are not putting a headscarf on my wife. And yet, we didn't go. When Trump went, he didn't go begging the Saudis for oil. He was saying, hey, new sheriff in town, 
and this is how we going to do things. And they rolled out the red carpet for President Trump. Same thing in Israel, and that's another place where Biden's going to be going next month. Going to Israel, our greatest ally in the Middle East. I mean, sure, they'll be nice. They will, I'm sure, do a lot of things that they would normally do for a visiting head of state. But when Trump went, uh-uh, knew it was over the top. Red carpet ceremony at Ben-Gurion Airport. Uh, Netanyahu was there, met him. Big, huge ceremony. And there was a whole lot of love in Israel for President Trump. Whole lot of love. Uh, billboards. Uh, signs on buses. I'm like, hello? And yet, here's Biden. Old deranged, demented, and a real full-on mess. Is it any wonder why in recent news articles from the New York Times of all people and other mainstream media, they don't want him to run in 2024. And frankly, I don't blame him. I don't blame them at all. Because if he runs in 2024 and, and there is serious doubt and I mean serious doubt that he'll even make it through his first term. If he tries to run in 2024, I guarantee you, it, they're going to get rid of him. Somehow, some way, he's going to be gotten rid of. And with 2022, just a few months, the, the midterms just a few months away, still got some more primaries to go through, including Florida and Arizona, which happened to be on the same day. It's pretty amazing, but I'm looking forward to both of them. Uh, not so much here in Florida because, I mean, come on, who's gonna be crazy enough to go against Ron DeSantis? The most powerful, the most popular, and yeah, I'm gonna say it, the most badass governor in the country. Uh, no, sorry. You know, sorry it's, a little, sorry it's a little salty, but the man is a real leader. He doesn't care about the woke. He just doesn't care. He doesn't like groomers. And he's standing up for families. He's standing up for kids. He's standing up for conservative values. And I've got zero problem with that. So I'm looking forward to casting my vote for Governor DeSantis uh, come August 2nd. But with that in mind, just the Texas 34 race, Texas 34th Congressional, that, my friends, is just a real harbinger. It's a sign, I believe, of what is to come. People in the Rio Grande Valley in Eagle uh, Del Rio, Eagle Pass area of South Texas and the border. They're sick of it. They're sick of the invasion. And they know another big one is coming. It is an invasion, folks. It's just illegal immigrants just doing whatever they want, crossing the border. It's got more holes in it than age Swiss. And now they're breaking up. 
they're not just heading for Texas. They're going to be heading to Arizona. They're going to be going to other places because I'll guarantee to you the last thing that these the Democrats want is to see another incident where you had all these thousands of Haitians who were under the Del Rio Bridge. They don't want to see that. They don't want the optics messed with. They're not going to do it. But the problem is, it's already been done. The internet is forever, folks. And yes, people who are America first, who are MAGA, who are patriots, Trump supporters, we've got rather long memories. Rather long memories. This is not like the low information voters who get easily distracted every time. They say, oh, squirrel, squirrel. Oh, oh, squirrel over here. No, 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 no. No matter. I mean, here we have even Joe Biden yesterday in Philadelphia at the AF at a meeting of the AFL-CIO, one of the biggest labor unions in the country. And he is still in full blown full-grown denial nothing is his fault nothing is the democrats fault nothing is the fault of the mental midgets who are a part of his administration preachy pete Buttigieg, jennifer granholm john Kerry, who was an arrogant as about as arrogant a piece of excrement that you could ever hope for oh we don't need to drill anymore for uh for energy really and of course here's jennifer granholm former governor of michigan the energy secretary saying hey it's you'll save all this money by charging up your electric car now of course mental midgets like her ladies and gentlemen do you know how much what you what most of our electric generation comes from natural gas those awful fossil fuels that are responsible for generating a lot of our nation's energy but nope we can't go for it we can't drill for it we can't go do fracking we are the saudi arabia of natural gas and we are absolute idiots for letting these goofy people tell us that we can't use our own energy resources oh my oh mercy i'm i i sit here just wondering are we really that brain dead i mean the people who were duped and i'm you know woke christians too who thought oh biden's so great oh he's competent he'll bring dignity back to the white house Boy, talk about screwing the pitch so bad you make a dog breeder cry. Oh, my Lord. 18 months or slightly less than 18 months. We were the envy of the world. We had the most, the toughest military, the strongest economy. We didn't have inflation. We had lots of jobs. There were no supply chain issues. There were no shortages of baby formula. There were no shortages of, of tampons for women. <coughs> there was nothing like that. Nothing. 
But nope, because some people couldn't get over themselves and let their ego get in the way and not thinking about the common good of the country. Yeah, we are in this mess. We are in this mess. Now, there are some who have sense enough to have some buyer's remorse. I mean, hey, I mean, I didn't have to worry about it because I didn't vote for it. But there are some people who just, well, I don't like Trump's tweets. He's so mean. Well, I'd rather take, I guarantee you now, the same people who had that childish mental midget mentality then, oh, they'll take the mean tweets now if it means it gets some two, maybe three dollar gallon gas. <laughs> I'll bet you anything. So, no, I'm, I, I don't, and I don't even need to really make my point. All you have to do is go to a gas station, go to a grocery store. I've been to both in the last couple of days. I mean, it was sad. It's sad for many people, especially for seniors who are on fixed incomes. They're not getting much of, I mean, yeah, they might have gotten, oh, yeah, we had a cost of living increase. I think it was 5.9% for Social Security. But the problem is when you have 8.6% inflation, uh, yeah, that kind of kills the idea in a big time way. And for the producer price index, which is a little different, but it's a big indicator for inflation. And yet it's up 10.8% over the past year. I mean, good night, folks. And I think 8.6% for inflation is a little low. I don't think that includes, you know, real inflation. I mean, you go somewhere. You go to the gas station. I mean, I, I can't even afford to fill up the vehicle I drive. It's that bad. I mean, when you're looking, you know, if you're going from E to F, and especially if you have, say, like a truck, you're in construction, you're in farming, and you need trucks, and you're paying triple digits just to fill up your truck, and God, and God help you if you need something in diesel. Oh, my, 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 my. Even in Florida, north central Florida where I am, get regular gas is just beginning to teeter on the edge of $5 a gallon for regular unleaded. That's not diesel. I thought, oh, man. And, and yet, I'm really looking forward to election night this year to basically see how bad the country ends up giving a serious take them out to the woodshed kind of a whooping to the, to the Democrats for screwing up the country. Because we've got a ways to go. It's not going to be an easy fix. And I feel like I have to be honest about this. It is not going to be an easy fix. It's just not. We've got a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. And not just in D.C., but in state legislatures, uh, county commissions, cities, city councils, mayors. This is why I've tell, been telling people all year, since January, 
You have to make your voices heard at school boards, at city council meetings, county commissions. Make your voices heard, for, and especially school boards, because these wusses will just go, well, you're just a domestic terrorist and you're threatening us. <laughs> you're, you're a domestic terrorist and then we're just going to call the FBI on you. And at that point, I would just look at some of these people and just want to smack them for being such wimps and wusses. My God, people, you're in a position of responsibility. You've been elected by the citizens of your area, and yet you're going to you're just going to absolutely fold like a bad poker hand when somebody gets mad at you because you're trying to groom their kids with a messed up, highly highly demonic uh, curriculum please spare me just spare me your sob story you need if you can't take the heat you never should have ran in the first dang place this is what happens when you're an elected official not everybody's going to love you and shower you with flowers in a parade no, some of them are going to get up in your grill because you're acting like a jerk. That's the price you pay for being in public office. Deal with it. And now, the day of reckoning is coming. It's definitely coming. And yet, with all the denial from Joe Biden that... Oh, it's the Republicans. Oh, no, it's Putin. It's like, get your story straight, Joe. I mean, do you need a nap? Do you, do you need your medication? Get the story straight. You will blame everybody else. You'll blame Putin. You'll blame the Republicans. You'll blame whatever. But you will not take one ounce of responsibility for yourself. And frankly, Joe, that makes you weak. It makes you lame. If you screw up, you need to man up and fess up. But nope, you have the help of your media minions, and even they're finding it difficult to try to cover for you as many mistakes that have been made. Oh, mercy. Oh, what can you do, folks? What can you do? Well, you can certainly vote in your primary if you've already uh, had it and your primary and you voted terrific if you're still one of the later states uh like florida and arizona and i'm definitely looking forward to wyoming <laughs> because that one's gonna be hilarious because liz is toast cheney is still down some 20 plus points to harriet hagerman oh that's gonna be a fun one but anyway, I guess it should be in black and rant today. But I'm happy to have had a chance to get back on the air and talk to everybody. Uh, looks like, according to the old clock on the wall, I'm pretty much going to be done for the day. We will be back tomorrow, uh, provided we don't end up with another power outage. But you can keep up with us, sending us comments, questions, via email at inblackandright at gmail.com. You can go to our website, inblackandright.net. 
We are doing quite well with our Texas fundraiser. We're a third of the way to our goal. We're looking forward to being there in Dallas for CPAC Texas, and it looks like it's going to be a good one. Also, you can find us on uh, an audio version of our podcast. Uh, you can go to any major platform where you get podcasts. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, podparadise.com, and numerous others. So you can find us uh, on there. Just type in in black and right. It'll take you right there, and you can follow and subscribe. Uh, we're looking forward to doing more this summer. And as we finish out primary season, we're definitely going to be going full steam getting ready for the general election because November 8th is coming, folks. It is coming, and it's coming fast. So with all of that, I just want to say thanks again. God bless everybody. Have yourself a great rest of the day. See you tomorrow. And remember, patriots still come in all colors.